Today on the show, Cold Cans is breaking down Tecate. Tecate, of which during the 2016 presidential election campaign, ran a television ad mocking Donald Trump's proposal to build a wall between the United States and Mexico. The quote-unquote Tecate beer wall is a wall that brings us together, and it's going to be huge. You're welcome, America. The irony in this ad is that during the Mexican Revolution in 1910, Tecate Brewery's original founders supported what is a pro-government representative, Victoriano Huerta. As a consequence, Huerta's rival, Venustiano Carranza, who supported the rebellion, seized the Tecate Brewery, forcing all of the founders who supported Huerta into Texas, and they fled. However, they were able to reacquire the brewery later through the intervention of U.S. and Russian diplomats. Now, I'm not saying that there's a connection between this advertisement belittling our president and U.S. and Russian diplomats. All I'm saying, if you don't see the connection in something like this, you're hopeless, bucko. Show, folks, I'm just pouring some lukewarm Tecate into some clear plastic cups. Not our first time with that procedure of no. lukewarm beer into plastic cups. It, not at all. Not the first time drinking shitty warm beer, but it is the first time in studio for our guest today. Brooks Erickson is joining the podcast. Thanks for being here. Long time, first time. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> we're very happy to have you. You were telling us before the show that you have some ties to Wisconsin. We have a giant contingent of Cold Cans mm. Nation in Wisconsin. Cold Cans Nation, CCM. You want to tell us about your uh, adventures in exporting throughout Wisconsin? Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of clients that uh, do some substantial exporting from the Wisconsin area. Mm. And, you nailed uh, the accent, so you're, you're One local. of those is the U.S. cranberry industry. Uh, I help them export their products to primarily Asia, and uh, so I've had the chance to get out there a couple of times to central Wisconsin, uh, Stevens Point. Ooh. You bet. <laughs> Big contingent of Cold Cans Nation in the Stevens Point Wisconsin area. Rapids. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a good yeah. one. Great Warrens. One. <laughs> nope. No idea what Warrens is. Do you know what Warrens is? <laughs> no. I've never heard of it's that. It's real small. Okay. Uh, okay. A lot, of, then I've lot of bogs there. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, in the East Coast, they call them bogs, but in uh, oh. Cranberry Country in Central Wisconsin, they prefer the term marsh. Okay. Cranberry that I marsh. did not know. Yeah. We're learning new things. Hashtag cranberry facts on today's episode <laughs> of Cold Cans. Yeah, so the uh, Wisconsin cranberry industry, uh, they're the number one state for growing cranberries in the U.S. Previously, Massachusetts, now Wisconsin. You're goddamn Hell right. Yeah. <laughs> Hell Yeah. So, so what do they do with all these cranberries in Asia? Do you know? They just eat them Yeah, what is normal? the substantial demand in Asia? Well, we've got, uh, we emphasize the snacking um, mm. for the sweet and dried cranberries. Uh, Important to got, emphasize the we've snacking. We've also got juice, uh, a lot of bakery applications. Okay. Um, okay. You know, pretty spread out across, uh, across the board. Um, for the Chinese and the Koreans, um, you know, health is a massive factor. And so uh, the the healthiness of the U.S. cranberry is uh, something that we pitch pretty big there. Mm. For the China market, the red color is also a, oh, a, sure. a big factor. Very and, bigly uh, there. 
Yes, very bigly. <laughs> until the until the Korean market sees the fire and fury, oh unlike any has ever Topical. seen. Topical this news. Is, it's folks. not a political show. I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. Um, so we're let's tie it back to uh, to Takate. So Brooks uh, met with us. He's developing a podcast app. So Cold Cans listeners, look out for this app. We'll talk about it at the end of the show. That's right. Um, as part of a gift package for meeting us, uh, he delivered us some Takate. And uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. With our little dinky plastic cups. <laughs> cheers. I think the connection from cranberries to this is cranberries are all about uh, bladder health, right? And this tastes uh-huh. and looks like a big oh. cup of piss. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, come on. That's beer. <laughs> it's not that to go. If you want to keep your unique. urinary tract nice and healthy, a strong flow going through there, I recommend yeah. <laughs> the Tecate, the Tecate 40. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It'll get you going. The Tecate as good as the 40 will, will yeah. start the Flush stream. you out, I guess you could say. Uh, Wisconsin cranberries to come hit and clean up in that, in that uh, batting order. Uh, but so, yeah, Tecate, let's, let's talk. Let's break down Tecate. I'm going to first break down, and we don't usually do this, the color of this beer. Either we got some spoiled beer. <laughs> or there seems to be some sediment in this stick. Oh, really? I don't have any. You don't? Maybe my cup had some like drywall in it. <laughs> did we we did, we didn't cork it, did we? We might have corked the 40. We the 40. <laughs> 40 of Tecate. But it's a very good sign, I should note to the listeners, that the three of us are sitting around a table. We just started the show. We've all finished the first glass of Tecate. We're all pouring the second glass. I, it is quite the drinkable beverage. That's going to help Tecate in the final ranking. Mm-hmm. It will. It's a warm day in Seattle, I would have to say. And yeah. uh, when it's a warm day in Seattle, you want to reach for a, a cold beer. And I would say that Tecate is oh, yeah. you know, right up that alley. It's yeah. it's 625, so we got out of work. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's like 90 degrees at the 50th straight day of heat in Seattle or something insane like that. The whole city is covered in smoke from yeah. fires up in Canada. And it's all come down, and we feel like we're in an Asian market uh, drinking this goddamn because you can't even see. It looks like we have smog everywhere. That joke didn't land very well. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree. This is something I would reach for. It, it's also one of those beers, and I don't think we've done one of these beers yet on the show. Uh, it's one of those uh, buy it solo at a gas station. I would get a tall boy of Tecate on its own <laughs> i wouldn't buy it in a six pack or a 24 mm. pack i'd buy it at a gas station you know you put it in a paper bag and you enjoy it at a a fine park near yeah. you put it in your <laughs> hopefully cup there's not children around yeah have we had a beer that you can grab off the cooler rack solo and consume before i don't know you bought we had those enormous bud cans in here i guess people the, drink you could do that but yeah. i think if of kind Tecate, of a you think of like Bud Ice and, you know, the, yeah. the cheap bang Mickey's. for your buck. For some reason, Tecate is always part of that. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I get that. The only other place I've drank it is at, like, a Mexican restaurant's happy hour. That's the only other time I've had a Tecate. Yeah. So, I mean, it's essentially, there's kind of a long history with Tecate. I talked at the top of the show about being around back in the Mexican Revolution in 1910. Uh, Tecate is brewed by a company and... Uh, uh, Brooks and Patry saw me do this before the show. I'm going to attempt it. I'm going to nail it in one take. Quatamac Moctezuma Brewery is the brewery of Tecate beer. They, th- thank you very much. Very thank good. you very much. Uh, they brew Sol. They brew Dos Equis. Um, they brew Indio and Bohemo, which I've never heard of. Uh, so they're kind of this, I guess, mass market brewery based out of Monterrey, Mexico. But as always, there's a uh, elephant in the room. Uh, Quatamac Moctezuma Brewery is owned by Heineken International. So... Yeah. It's a mass market beer. It's why we're drinking it in Seattle. But I would say that the Heineken International, the 
the parent company is less evil than than some of the other big boys. ABM Bev and yeah. I don't want to name names. But. <laughs> Here at Cold Cans, we call people out. Put maybe right? Imbev on blast. <laughs> it is it is smaller, right, than AB Imbev um, and other types of breweries that have bought up everyone. Yeah, what but, makes you say they're less evil? Is there a specific reason? I don't think they have. Is uh, so I've also done some work with uh, the beer industry and the hop industry, mm. and uh, it seems in the general impression from working with craft brewers and and, and things things like that is that. Uh, there's just not as as many nefarious practices and and you know, uh, I guess taking advantage of distribution networks and mm-hmm. things like that. I right. could be wrong, but that's the impression that I've got yeah. uh, over the years. No, with some of these folks. I can definitely buy that. It actually, strangely enough, as you were saying that, I was looking up their uh, revenue. The revenue the revenue for Heineken is nineteen billion dollars. They made in t- uh, 2014 was the latest stat for them. Uh, the revenue of AB InBev, which probably gets at what you're talking about, was $45.52 billion in 2016, which is fucking absurd. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, it is comparatively for a giant conglomerate that owns a bunch of beer, Heineken's much smaller, which probably puts it less prone to some of this monopoly and other sort of I think there's still practices. some sort of family that is is running the company. I don't know how how deep their hands go into it, but I think sure. it's... Yeah, so they're the third largest brewer based on revenue. Um, there's no mention, and as deep as research goes at Cold Cans is this <laughs> Wikipedia page. There's no mention of the same family, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and believe it um, because specifically with the going down the giant corporate beer ladder, the Kwatumak Moctezuma beer um, is owned by the same lineage of people that originally owned it. Part of that was aided by the fact that they had they were founded in 1890 by one, two, three, four, five different families. Oh, six, seven different families uh, founded this brewing company at once. Wow. All of which were exiled to Texas during the 1910 Mexican Revolution, all of which were saved by uh, U.S. and Russian diplomats for some reason to put the company back in, um, where did I say it was? Uh, Monterey. So this this hey, company that- has been through the ringer a little bit. Yeah, that's so. It's still in the same spot in like Baja, California, yep. that it was. Yep. Okay, and so that's where it was founded in in 1890. It's moved around in 1909. It started to expand vertically to provide glass bottles, so it was starting to sort of push its limits, and that's what gave it enough influence that it actually had some sort of weird political pull in yeah. 1910 during yeah, the Mexican it was Revolution. Enough money involved that, it and was they supported important. the government at the time, right? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it just kept expanding from there and it's sort of part of this empire of Heineken. So I'm reading that in 1949, Tecate launched the first canned beer in Mexico. Uh, so that's another claim to fame for the brand. Okay. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. I have never had the 40 of Tecate. I feel like it's a bit ambitious. I mean, we're tackling it with three guys here, but yeah. I, I feel like the 40 of Tecate is a power move. And you don't really want it by the time that you get, you know, the end 40. Uh, yeah. It usually has that, like, copper taste to yeah. it. Or like, so I've only actually ever had it out of the can, uh, usually pretty cold. So this is kind of a unique experience, but uh... hey, drinking warm <laughs> beer by mass quantities is a cold cans experience if I've ever heard one. Yeah, I agree. I think my knees would be buckling by the bottom of this fucking bottle. Uh, even, but I am on my third glass. I just poured it, yeah. and it's going. Down it does smooth. taste good, yeah, because it is so damn hot in the city. <laughs> yeah, so it is a I good can't summer move. beer, but it is just another one of those sort of uh, cheap. 
uh, mass market Bringing out beers. the second 40, folks. Oh, oh, boy. I didn't even know we had a backup. <laughs> this podcast is going to take a different direction. I thought that we were cleared. Um, but it's, yeah, it's another one of those mass market beers outside of the country. So we've gone north of the border. We've done Molson Canadian. We're going south of the border. We hey. did Tecate. Um, as Brooks brought up at the top of the show, it does kind of put the red scare into you. If you look at the logo <laughs> of this fucking can, it's something I never noticed until I analyzed it here. We have the, the Nazi eagle at uh, yeah. top, which has like a watermark next to it. Bold, <laughs> aggressive red font that says Tecate, which must have been a rebrand from the past. I'm on Tecate's website. Nope, that font has always been that aggressive. I wonder if that has its ties to all of the war and political involvement Could, yeah. that it's had since 1910 supporting the government. I don't know enough about the Mexican revolution, but yeah. And I, I didn't see anything on their website that kind of hinted at why that is the, the logo. Tecate is the name of the city where this is brewed. But also if you do a Spanish to English translation of Tecate, it means put it on. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're going to put it on. <laughs> you're going to tie one on. If you too. drink two forties of these, even amongst three people, you're going to put one on. Uh, but yeah, it it feels to me like we're drinking the communist uh, preferred <laughs> beverage distributed uh, the nectar of communism across the world. But goddamn, if it doesn't go down smooth on a hot summer day, uh, can, want me to read the marketing collateral with Tecate? Please, Joe. Tecate Original is a well balanced, bright golden lager beer with an emalt crisp flavor, low to medium bitterness that finishes clean. That's really bland marketing. Usually there's some yeah. sort of fluffy... Could insert any bear there. Right. Yeah, that like plays into the heritage of the beer or something they would at least refer to. No, this is the Nothing. this is the concrete communist beer. <laughs> so it, it's a beer is basically what the marketing material is. 141 calories, 4.5% uh, alcohol, and 13.5 uh, BU, bitterness units. Don't they have a slogan here in America, like an English slogan? They do. I will inform you of what their slogan is once I get back on. Uh, I'm seeing because I was trying it's to not find what beer, the, it's cerveza. It's is not that, beer, it's cerveza. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, which translates. But I guess there's your there's instead of putting it in the marketing collateral for a description of the beer, they're putting that cultural flavor in by the little twist on word saying it's not beer, it's cerveza. Yeah, and then that's fun. In Mexico, they say no es cerveza, es beer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm reading that here. That's, yeah, that's uh, true. That's the 100% official research. Noe Cerveza is beer. The other tagline they have is con character, with character. Mm. Very bland. So I, I prefer it's not beer, it's cerveza. Well, let's keep rolling down these Wikipedia facts. <laughs> I know, Because in the 2007 movie Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, mm. Hellboy is shown drinking Tecate Light with Abraham, Abraham Sapien and in a locker room with Krauss. Ooh, <laughs> in a locker room? So it, Must be a character in the movie, Okay, Krause. so it's Hellboy's favorite beer starting in Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Mm-hmm. Hellboy 1, the licensing wasn't wrapped up, so Hellboy didn't enjoy it as much. Because I know he had a six-pack of beer at one point in Hellboy 1. We watched this movie recently. Yeah, he did. I wonder what he was he drinking. Colcans listeners tweet at us uh, if you remember what Hellboy was drinking in Hellboy <laughs> 1. Um but I also see that in the vein of violence. Oh, also, hold on. Mm. Hellboy, mm. all red. Mm. And lots of Nazi symbolism in Nazi there. Nazi symbolism true. everywhere? Damn. Wow. I think we're Perfect. uncovering a conspiracy <laughs> here, folks. Uh, Jesse's back. Uh, they, they have Tecate Original, Tecate Light, and Tecate Diablo mm. as a third drink. 
which adds a little extra fruit, fruit flavors, a little extra spice. Is it cranberries in there? Uh-oh. Brooks, why did you give us this staccato? <laughs> oh, full circle. <laughs> no, I don't know what kind of fruit it is. It looks like they're trying to do... Oh, no, it's tomatoes. Not oh, a circle, Jesus it's a pentagram. <laughs> no, hold on. Can I hear a little bit more of this, Jesse? <laughs> no, mine's, mine's like an Irishman trying to yeah, talk low. That's let's what hear, my, about, let's no, hear about Jesse's done. Irish cousin. <laughs> it's done. All right. In 2013, also, Tecate Titanium was launched, which is a mm. greater amount of alcohol in it. Okay. So that's like Bud Platt for Tecate, essentially. Tecate Titanium. Yeah. No, but was Bud Platinum, was the pitch a greater amount of alcohol, or was it like it's smoother and... Because isn't that Bud Ice? No, I think Bud Platinum has a higher amount of alcohol. We'll get our lead research around this. Like 6.7, yeah. Get the intern in the corner to give us a little bit more information on that. Bud Light Platinum... Yeah, 6% alcohol. 6%. Okay, so they boosted the alcohol and then they claimed it was better flavor. Yeah. Okay. Charge. So Tecate's response was Tecate Titanium. They went with alliteration. (laughs) Okay, I buy it. Um, So what else do we have to say about Tecate? The logo, very authoritarian. Yeah, I got something. Shows up in Just yesterday, here in Seattle, I was down by Kurt Cobain's old house, down in um, Lashai or or Madrona or whatever that is. Can't tell if this is a bit or No, this is real. This is 100% real. And so there's a bench out in front of the house where it's kind of like a public shrine to Kurt Cobain. And there were at least four empty Tecate Light cans sitting on this bench. And uh, I don't know if Kurt Cobain has a relationship with Tecate or if people who like to squat on Kurt Cobain's memorial, (laughs) yeah, the mourn Kurt Cobain, uh, do so by drinking Tecate Light. But uh, Google tells me that Kurt Cobain never had a relationship with Tecate. <laughs> At least Google Images. Hey, we don't know how deep this heroin, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. That was his, yes, Tecate of choice. Yeah. It's not Tecate, it's heroin. <laughs> but maybe when Courtly Love murdered him, it oh, was boy. over. That um, might have been around. the secret ingredient in Tecate Diablo. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that was the flavoring. <laughs> a dose of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> From that black tar heroin. <laughs> Wait. Which one of you did that? Was that another Jesse's uh, <laughs> Irish cousin? So I'm never going to bring it out again. They're oh, all come my on. Characters. Don't let it die in this episode. Yeah, we'll get it. After we polish another 40 of Tecate. You got that bottle open? Oh, I got it. You got it. So we've Put, made it through make, the logo. Make the intern open it. We've made it through what yet? Yeah. Hey, intern, intern Brian. Brian, get over here and open this for us. Thank you, Brian. Right away, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Brian sounds vaguely like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> yeah. I'm pouring you your Tecate. Here for you, Joey. Um, Tecate has, uh, I think we should talk about its taste. We've kind of discussed it as blandly as the marketing material has discussed it. So it's kind of a crisp lager. It's four point something percent alcohol. Um, In relation, and maybe this is a hint toward the rankings already, but in relation to like Molson, Bud, um, Miller, High Life, whatever types of other mass market, run-of-the-mill loggers. What's your guys' take on this? We'll start with, we'll put the onus on the bonus to start with Brooks. I think this is just a uh, a nice crisp beer that doesn't have the skunkiness of some of other uh, Mexican beers. I think mm-hmm. uh, I've had a couple of bad experiences with uh, skunked Coronas. I'm not really? sure if it was, yeah. Uh, so I've had a couple of problems there. Is that in the clear glass bottles? Is that what it's from? Because I've heard that can uh, contribute to the skunkiness. Oh, the sun hitting yes. it? Sun oh, interesting. It. Yeah. Maybe bad limes. Well, 
Maybe you had some rotten lines. <laughs> I had a bad experience when I was uh, when I was uh, a little bit underage. I haven't consulted with your lawyers about telling this story. Our lawyers but, advise uh, us this is just an entertainment show, mm-hmm. similar to Alex Jones. Okay. Nothing we say has any <laughs> truth to it. I, I went to a I went to a neighbor's house when I was when I was a little uh, under the drinking age, and uh, I found a Corona that may or may not have been sitting out in the sun for a good amount of time, and uh, I thought to myself, "Oh, I'm gonna." <laughs> I'm going to suck this thing down, yeah, yeah. In the privacy of my own home, you know, <laughs> steal away to my room, sure. take it down. Uh, it turns out it had been sitting in the sun for quite some time <laughs> yeah. and uh, immediately wanted to uh, vomit. And it was uh, it, kind of an experience that scarred me for a while. And sure. yeah, still, I kind of remember it a little bit about when I when I taste the, the Corona. A Corona mm. with lime, I feel like it kind of like disregards any skunkiness that's... That's sure. in there, but but uh, if you ch- if you taste a Corona right off the tap, you, it you get your fifteen year old self or however old you were back then <laughs> drinking skunky like three year old. Yeah, just start Corona. having flashbacks. Yeah, dry <laughs> <PTSD laughs> with it. That's like you with Olympia, Nick. It's kind of the same thing. It's it's yeah. very subjective. It's not necessarily Olympia's fault that you drank some rotten one for some reason. And it's not Corona's fault that Brooks drank one that was sitting in the sun. <laughs> it's but, true. Yeah. But they're going to pay the consequences. Yeah. You're goddamn They'll right. They'll pay the consequences in this rankings. That's for <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. They're not going to like this. I have that with Colt 45. Mm. Uh, the only difference with that story is that I don't think there was anything wrong with Colt 40, the Colt 45 I was drinking. I think it was just a fucking yeah, Colt 45. That was the best case scenario, I reacted scenario, very Colt poorly to it. I'm sure we'll cover it. Uh, what's your take on, on Tecate? I agree. It's not that skunky. It's, it's just kind of like bland, I think. I don't know. Like more so than it doesn't taste like a beer in in the same way that even like a, a Budweiser tastes like yeah. a beer. Um, we talked about that a little bit in that episode, how that kind of is just saving grace for Budweiser. But this, I don't know, it goes down very light. It is crisp and refreshing. I agree with that. Especially the second 40 is a little bit cold right now. So yeah, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I have the same thing. Like we were at a loss for adjectives to describe Tecate. And I think it's for a reason. Like Budweiser, at least they were negative adjectives, but they were something. And then even the super light beers, like we were drinking Michelob last week, Mm. Um, we had Miller 64 in the past, those at least we could describe as watery. This tastes like beer. It doesn't have anything unique about it. It's not overly skunky like you were saying. It's not overly anything. Like I I really, it's as neutral as I can And this traditionally would be served with a lime, right? Like if you got it in a bar, they give you- If you go a draft, they're always going lime. Yeah. And I think it also serves as a good beer for a- um, what do they call them? Michelados or Micheladas? Oh, yeah. With, oh, perhaps uh, that's why they have Tecate Diablo with yeah. the tomatoes in it, which I originally mistook for cranberries. I got a little, <laughs> there's a little red scare back there 10 minutes ago. I apologize, listener. So one thing I wanted to mention, we're talking about how bland Tecate is, how it doesn't taste rotten, it doesn't taste spoiled, it doesn't taste good, it doesn't taste bad, it doesn't taste like anything. Perhaps the best way to enjoy Tecate is to pair it uh, mm. with food. Hey, you said it, Joe. Food. I put it on the T, and you took it. You somehow still struck out. Speaking of food, you guys heard of this Blue Apron thing? There it is. Well, uh, you know what it is. You know what they do. They deliver you delicious pre-proportioned foods right to your door. I, in my apartment building, I always see three or four of these stacked up tall every day. All these lazy sons of bitches getting food delivered right to their door. But you can do that, too. You can get delicious, fresh food so you don't have to waste time at the grocery store. Uh, it's about 10 bucks per serving, so it's you're saving money versus going out. You don't have to tip the delivery driver uh, and all that garbage. 
Yeah, it's garbage to tip. It's <laughs> garbage. <laughs> so if you're interested in getting a little discount on that Blue Apron when you sign up, just go to coldcanspodcast.com slash Blue Apron. You'll get $30 off your first order. And uh, everyone's favorite part of the show, me reading the menu for this next upcoming Tell week. Tell me what I can enjoy on. If you um, want to know what you can enjoy here from Blue Apron when you sign up through coldcanspodcast.com slash Blue Apron, this week's menu includes heirloom tomato lamb and beef burgers. The mm-hmm. tomato would go well with a tecate. Sorry, <laughs> give me the rest of your... <laughs> <laughs> with loaded cheesy potatoes on the side. And how about a little uh, chicken tagine? With cherry tomatoes, dates, and couscous, spicy lemongrass, salmon, summer vegetables, and rice, red rice salad, fairy tale eggplant and mozzarella pizza. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, fairy tale like Shrek and Shrek Two. Good and one. then the last one, chilled Hayashi Chuka ramen with heritage tomatoes, green beans, and soft boiled eggs. Folks, if those don't sound delicious, I don't know what does. Get Blue Apron, eat well, stop being so lazy, and cook yourself some nice meals. Blue Apron, coldcanspodcast.com/slash Blue Apron. And if you're not eating a Blue Apron, what you might want to try is something out of our new segment. Sound the alarm. We have a new segment. It's called Edible or Shedible. And we're going to talk about beers that are completely, and we're surprising Brooks with this, by the way. Yeah. So we're gonna, he's going to get any going pig off on the rails here. Um, so it's not going to be weed. <laughs> it should be, though, with Edible or Shedible in Seattle. Um, we're going to talk about beers that don't have a ton of flavor, or, hey, we've had some that have bad flavor. Um, perhaps a way to enhance said beer is to pair it with mm. food. I came across an article today that I shared with Nick um, that mentioned that Tecate pairs perfectly with pork. Mm. So, Nick, I understand you went to the grocery store. I did. On the inaugural uh, uh, introduction to edible or shedable, and you picked something up for us. Now, this is a surprise to both you and Brooks, and I wanted to do something that had a little bit of a Wisconsin connection to it. Mm. Okay. So I went back to the nation's most popular jerky brand, Jack Links. Jack Links. Made in Minong, Wisconsin, or Minong. I don't know how to say it exactly. Don't know. Small town in northern Wisconsin. Yep. But anyway, I picked up Jack Links AM dried breakfast sausage made mm. with applesauce. These, oh, this is Jesus a 100% Christ. real pork. <laughs> dried breakfast sausage jerky made with applesauce. Last was, thing I would want to eat in the AM, yes. by the way. It's the first thing I want to bring I up. I roll here. out of bed. Ready to go for the day. <laughs> Give me a handful of that. AM with Ooh. applesauce. Ooh. Can you That's tell me? Start with a whiff. You can't make smell that. You and, can't and make grab one. Gibberish and just throw words together. It can't oh. be dried breakfast sausage made with applesauce. That doesn't make any fucking made sense. Made with applesauce. Pork and applesauce is kind of a thing. Oh, it does. It smells like dog food though. This could be doggy treats. Did you <laughs> do some elaborate bit here where you repackaged? Uh, I did. Yeah. Okay, I bought one of those industrial sealers. Are we going to try it? Are we able to try it or are we, it, this we is, waiting? This has got to be a, a decently large company. They're everywhere, right? Jack oh, Link. yeah. Oh, this has gone company. through the... the... <laughs> yeah, FDA has approved this. So well, I mean, how about the focus groups? Yeah, sure. Yeah. The focus groups. Their marketing it. team. When it, yeah, let's run with it. they around for a whiff first? <laughs> <laughs> they did not. Like... People are fucking dumb, though. They probably like... I think it's all... Nick has a big... follow. Go ahead and follow Nick on Snapchat because he reviews Oreos. Oreos goes yeah. out and does all this fucking crazy shit where they're like, this is human shit flavored Oreos. And then and people go, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and they oh buy God. it. I think the focus groups went, oh, that's interesting. This is a 
gross dried up turd. And we're going to post a picture of this, I hope. Sure, we will. Uh, for the listeners. Well, and I think it's a lot of companies are trying to get into the like breakfast space, the like breakfast on the go space. I think that's what this might be sure, a part yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Taco Bell adding the breakfast menu. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are we going to are we going to try it? Should Let's we eat it. Should we drink first and then take a bite? Or yeah, let's we... see how well it pairs. Okay. This is the wine you drink, then you... Yeah, here we go. Listeners love to hear us eat. It's a favorite part of the show. Oh, Nick. This isn't good. It tastes like breakfast sausage. <laughs> but it doesn't have any snap jerky to it. It tastes like a breakfast sausage. Like if we're hungover, the three of us, and one of us made breakfast, and then we like left and we went to the park for the day, and then we came and it was 96 degree heat, and one of us picked up one of these and ate it. And we, oh, no, no. That's still in the stove from this morning. That's what it tastes like. That's not a bad way to describe it. It is like a dried out sausage that you had cooked. You do want the snap from from the, the Jack Slinks or the Oboyo Birdo or whatever you're eating, but mm. the... But they have captured the the breakfast sausage taste. Totally. What about that? Sure, but it's lukewarm. The breakfast sausage I want with a steaming hot pile of eggs and, hey, maybe a Tecate on the side. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and you make a lot of. It's Cinco o'clock somewhere. But I, I don't want it to be cold. Like cold breakfast food makes me nauseous. And this is designed. It's on the go. You're a man on the go. Efficiency, man. You drink <laughs> Michelob Ultra's and efficiency. eat Jack Links for breakfast. No, Tecate is about finding where Kurt Cobain was murdered and sitting down on a park bench, drinking five of them, throwing them away, and calling that your day. It's not about, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Jack Links. And also, I don't understand what made with applesauce. I still don't understand what that means. Apples that are mean- the number two ingredient in this thing. It goes pork <laughs> and then apples. Pork oh, So it's some stock. sort of apple... I guess I've seen that with like chicken sausage before. Yeah. They like throw apples in there. I'm thinking a decate based Michelato or Michelato, whatever you call mm. it. But you have the skewered Jack's Links AM oh, in there. Yeah. So it's kind of like, like a, a it's like a bloody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, holler at me, Ooh that's Links. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You need yeah. to be on that focus group. <laughs> you need to be exporting Jack's Links, not cranberries. Uh. Um, okay. So I guess the premise of this, one. the premise, Ooh, okay, oh, Brooks going number two, round two. So the premise <laughs> of this game is uh, edible or shedable. Edible or shedable. So I, I believe it's, uh, uh, we say whether we think this is edible or shedable. Yeah. I don't have to even blink Start, or think yeah, twice. Yeah. It's very shedable. Okay. How much was this? This, that's another point uh, that's going to make you regret your decision. <laughs> so this is four ounces of meat and it costs four ninety nine. Which four ninety nine? Wow. Yeah, and for four equal, ounces. For four ounces, and there's two point five ounce packages of Jack Links that were also four ninety nine. So this you're getting nearly double the meat because for the same price because it's it's ground up right. Shit it's meat. pork. It's ground up pork rather than steak, which Mixed is the jerky cut with apple. But if you're going on pure calories per dollar here. Sure. This if, is capital if V value. If you're going on high per dollar, you buy crack. But if you want some <laughs> some real drugs, you'll buy cocaine. And you don't think you're, you're going to die off a spiked batch. You I, lost me on that metaphor. But I, I don't want this cut. Like, I would rather pay for a smaller amount with premium stuff. So for me, this is uh, shedable. Totally shedable. Ping. Let me read the entire no, ingredients list be, here. Shoo, 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 shoo. Yeah, like you're throwing it away. Yeah, okay, I'll do that sound effect for now. It's shedable. Shoo, 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 shoo. All right, ingredients list, pork applesauce, which contains apples and water, pork stock, flavors, 
Contains 2% or less of salt, water, vinegar, cherry extract, and beef collagen casing. So there is some beef in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I believe it. So this is like dried out cured one. sort of sausage. I don't want another one ever again in my life. So I... you're telling me <laughs> you got to, you drank the night before. You got to get okay. up for a hike oh. with your wife in the morning. Mm. Oh, no. She rolls we'll her ass out it. of bed. We'll not eat it. You wouldn't eat it. No. Wow. But I you thought you were going a car. different direction where I was going to say yes. Can okay. you guess where I was going to say yes? It. You, 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 the first sentence was you drink before. all night. So you're just trying to, you're taking my method I'm say, curing a hangover by just pushing it all through. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I'd eat okay. five packages of these. Okay. But sober and only uh, a third of two Tecates in, uh, I I don't want to eat them. Shut up. I feel like they could have killed it at uh, Blatt's Beer Week. Was that last week there? Uh, yeah, it's possible. Blatt's Week. Hey, Jack Big Links, sellers. we'll edit all this out if you want to sponsor <laughs> the next uh, Blatt's Week. So- Nick, we'll, we'll we'll finish with the with with okay. Brooks and Nick. What's your take? Edible or shedable? I think these are have an application. Jack Link's AM is the name of this the direction they're going into the breakfast space. I would eat this for breakfast. Okay, like grab an apple, grab my bag of Jack Link's AM breakfast sausages, heading out the door. Totally edible. Edible. Okay, Brooks. Edible or shedable. It's a tough decision for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, in comparison to your average peppered, your your teriyaki, sure, your uh, you know, how, what else? What do they have? Spicy, anything? That yeah, you can barbecue. Buy. Uh, sure, sure. Buffalo. It's an, yeah, I mean, to be fair, this de- nowhere does it say jerky on it. By the way, just okay, says breakfast so sausage. It's a breakfast, but sausage. it is made by a jerky company. It's a dried breakfast sausage. Yeah, but. Hold uh, on. Repeat that statement. It's a dried breakfast sausage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. But I'm putting it in the jerky realm, I feel. I mean... Yeah, as you should. In the situation that I would eat it in would be a similar situation. So I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking waking up at a campsite. Uh-huh. I'm, maybe there's no time before you get going for the day to cook a whole meal. Maybe the fire's gone out. Yep. I'm using this as a substitute, I I feel like. You bet. I can buy that. That I'd buy. And I think I'm rolling out of a park after a late night. I'm grabbing a 40 of Tecate <laughs> and a pack of breakfast sausages. I've got a good day going for myself. Damn, I'm being swung to the other end. I'm being swung to edible. I think it has a role. I think it has a role <laughs> to There's play. There's one thing I want to call out before we finish this okay. that you didn't call out at the beginning, which may have changed everything. We, So I did what you said. I put this in the realm of a jerky substitute. It, this says in the back, in all bold, try as part of a hot breakfast. Just remove from the bag and heat in the microwave for oh, 10 whoa. seconds. I didn't even see that on there. Game changer. So wow. you can eat this hot. <laughs> I'd, by the way, it's not like leave in the bag and steam it or anything. Take off the ba- take them out of the bag, put them on a plate, and heat it in the microwave for 10 seconds. So I can't imagine it's going to Which ostensibly you can do good. with regular beef jerky as well, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but never would. But they know, they're <laughs> acknowledging on the back. That this doesn't taste good. So here, go try to fucking that do this. That is odd for them to put on there, given that this is in the dry food section of a, a grocery store. Yeah. So, Brooks, edible or shedable? Try as part of a hot breakfast. Wow. I'm going to go edible. Edible. Nice. Well, I'm already edible, but it's very shedable. And actually, you guys kind of convinced me with your arguments. So I think uh, two out of three, let's say 2.5 out of three, uh, the consensus is for Jack Link's AM... What is it called? Breakfast sausage breakfast made with sausage. applesauce. It's 
edible. Okay, so edible, edible behind us. Let's get back to Tecate. Let's do it. That did not pair well with Tecate. I wouldn't recommend you pair it with Tecate. I don't know. I would take a bite of the sausage and then take a little splash of Tecate. It was nice. I didn't mind it. Okay, so let's get to the rankings of Actually, before we get to the rankings, I want to go into the mailbag. Uh, we got a lot of Twitter. Open the mailbag. It's the same sound effect. We don't have we don't have a lot of budget for Foley artists here. Is this a new segment as well? Oh, this is a new segment. Yeah, it's wow. it the is, cold it? cans. Uh, we didn't come up with a nice edible. <laughs> cold cans courier has delivered. Cold cans courier comes in. Here's your guys' mail. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> that was the courier talking to Brian. <laughs> to Brian, and then Brian brought it to us. Bye, Brian. So I love you. At Ren's gym, and this is our old English teacher, Mr. Ren's. Oh, yeah. Jim Ren's tweets us, uh, really enjoyed the Blatz podcast with lead researcher at CPI Ryerson, and then in all caps, not fake news. Mr. Renz, thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you enjoyed the Blatz podcast. You will hear more of lead re- lead researcher Casey Ryerson <laughs> in the future. Um, he's going to do some experiments with us. You can find him on Twitter, and you're going to be able to find him on Snapchat. Um, we might kill him. In the process of being lead researcher. <laughs> research, yeah. But, uh, hey, they say find what you love and let it kill you. And I think Casey's, <laughs> that, the old Casey's going goes. there. Okay, so let's get to the Tecate reviews. As always, we put the onus and the bonus for reviews as well. Hey, before um, we pump the brakes here, oh, Beer oh, Advocate oh, oh, has not oh, had its oh, say. Oh, shit. I know. we. They're going to dock our p- sponsorship pay this week. <laughs> okay, the, uh, the bros give it a 66, translating to poor... And the community gives it a 62 also poor among 2,000 ratings. But even that is fucking bland. Like, it's not the right. worst thing. It's not the best thing we drink. It's somewhere, like, yep. in the median. That's been the whole thing here. Okay, so let's... I'm Communism. Gonna, the, the listeners always beg me to read off every single one of the rankings we've done so far. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> While I do it, just like you're in Vegas and you're putting in uh, the shuffle card deck, in your mind, mentally pick something that goes, this should be near that. Okay, so our ranking so far, number one, Spotted Cow, number two, Rodenbach, Deschutes Swivelhead Red, Kona Longboard, Crikey IPA, Rainier, Blatz, Palisades Pineapple, Eyinger Brew Ice, Eyinger, Rolling Rock, Scheffenhofer Hefeweizen Grapefruit Beer, Molson, Michelob Ultra, Miller 64, Miller Lite, Budweiser, Olympia, Odules, and Smirnoff Ice. Brooks? In any one of those catch your eyes, you, you slot this somewhere in, in anywhere in there. As we've talked about here, I don't think that this beer is something special, but also I don't think it's trying to be something special. Mm. It's I don't think about this beer for in within in Seattle. You don't even think about it for nine, ten months out of the year. Because right. you're not drinking it yeah. on it's not a rainy day beer. Yeah. But when it starts getting hot out, it's a beer that it'll quench your thirst. And uh I guess where I would kind of throw this one is, as a Seattle native, uh, I I can never put it behind. I can never put it ahead of Rainier, but I think it belongs there in that. Uh, maybe it's the seven spot. I I can't. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly. So one, two, three, four, five. Rainier would be our sixth best beer. You're so putting I'm, it at number se- seven, right behind Rainier, ahead of Blatz. Have you so, had Blatz before? So, <laughs> yeah, you've been in Wisconsin. So full disclosure, I haven't had Blatz. Okay. Uh, okay. I actually, I went to the uh, Cranberry Board meeting, not in Wisconsin, unfortunately, last week, and I had the chance to talk about Blatz Week with a couple of uh, <laughs> old-time <laughs> cranberry cranberry growers, and uh, 
they've said they've enjoyed a couple of those golden lagers from time to time. You gotta. However, I've never had one, so it's okay. difficult for me to place it. Uh, I'm just kind of going off of your your guys's opinions and as well as uh, some of your call-ins from <laughs> from that Fair week enough. that. Uh, didn't speak exactly too highly of, yep. of Blatt's beer. Casey would uh, not have ranked that seven <laughs> if he could rank it. Okay, so you're putting it seven behind Rainier ahead of Blatt's. That's fair, I think, to me. Uh, Nick, where are you going with Takate? My first thought was to put it um, between Iyengar and Rolling Rock. I think this is in Rolling Rock territory for me. Rolling Rock does feel like a winter beer that I would, like if I'm suffering from seasonal affective disorder, sitting in my room and I'm going to crack a Rolling Rock. Whereas, you're right, summertime, Tecate, all day. Um, okay. I don't know if I'd put it ahead of Blatt's, personally, but I'm not opposed to putting it ahead of Palisades Pineapple. Okay. What so do you, you think, would, Joe? You would put it at then... Yeah, I'll say my official eight. official thing is... Sure, ahead of Palisades Pineapple. So it would be eight for you after Blatt's, which is number seven. So sure. You're, you're one. You wouldn't leap the Blatt's barrier like Brooks. I agree. I like Blatt's more than Tecate. So for me, it's at most eight. But yeah. I got to admit, you guys, I wasn't looking anywhere near that. Where were I you? I was way below. I was uh, in front of, I was between Chef and Hover, Hefeweizen, Grapefruit Beer, and Molson Canadian. So okay. I had this slot in at number 12, which would be behind... Schaffenhofer Hefeweizen. So it's, we are one, two, three, four away. That's a away. bit of a disparity. Yeah, we got some reconciling to do here. I'm so willing to be pulled up because of our special guest pulling it farther okay. up. So okay. I, I would leap over Schaffenhofer because I'm not a huge fan of that kind of fruity beer. It's 2.5%. Exactly. I can go past yeah. that. I wouldn't put it ahead of Rolling Rock, but I don't feel super strongly tied to Rolling Rock. I would not put it ahead of Iyengar. Yeah, my first... My first instinct was to put it in Rolling Rock, like I said, between Iyengar and Rolling Rock. Yep. So I'm fine with that, but also I don't like Palisades Pineapple, so we can put it ahead of that. Well, that's always going to be some weird wart in our rankings. (laughs) You can't hold Iyengar hostage because you no longer like Palisades Pineapple. You guys fell under the spell of the Prince's Pineapple. (laughs) We did. (laughs) We did. We did. The sweet nectar. We're going to have to do a brew redo. Um, So so where did you go then? You're comfortable putting it behind or you're staying where you're at? We can... uh, I didn't like Iyengar. You were burping it the whole time. Have you had Iyengar, Browice, Brooks? No, but I no. love the pronunciation. Okay. Iyengar. <laughs> okay. I can be swayed, but I will not put it ahead of Blatt's. Palisades oh, Pineapple, I agree. I don't, certainly I don't, not ahead of Blatt's. It doesn't matter to me. So you'd put it behind Blatt's. Tecate is, uh, it's not ever going to leap Blatt's. And Brooks, I don't blame you. You never had it. So I think you had it pretty much spot on. I'm willing to be pulled up. I have no affiliation for Scheffenhofer, Rolling Rock, Iyengar, or Palisades. So I'm not going to go to bat for Blatt's. them? No, I won't go to bat. All right, let's put it behind Blatt's. Okay. Number eight. So I think it's, I think we, that's a comfortable place for Tecate. I feel good about that. All right. I think our listeners feel good. They understood that they should never eat this god. Oh, no. They should eat this goddamn Jack Link's uh, breakfast sausage. Um, it's and, edible. Totally and they should edible. drink Tecate. It's in the top half of our rankings. Mm-hmm. Cool. Brooks, thank you for joining us. I did want to mention to everybody, uh, the reason we met Brooks is because uh, he and his team created um, something called Synced FM. That's S-Y-N-C-E-D.FM, which is an enhanced podcast listening app. Uh, got us involved because um, we're running a podcast studio here in Seattle and working on this podcast. It sounds cool. Brooks, you want to tell us a little bit more about that before we sign off? Yeah, just briefly. It's a uh, podcast app that lets listeners further engage with the podcast and access content that's discussed 
on the show in sync with the audio content. So let's say the Cold Cans boys are talking about a beer advocate ranking. You can check them there. It'll be linked to something, a link, and they can go there. Um, if it's a picture of the beer, if it's a picture of us drinking together, whatever it is. Um, but it, it we're, what we've created is an app that allows people to engage further with podcasts. And uh, we're excited to launch it here later this month. I love it. Awesome. I think that's, that's great. so smart. Yeah. Because people make that. references. We pull the references out of our ass <laughs> from the internet. And, and then we, and people we do can actually often, go and look we, at it themselves. And we tell people, like, check Twitter later yep. for what we're talking about. You could get it in context. That's yep. fantastic. Totally. Okay. So if you want to check that out, you can go to synced.fm uh, today. They have a landing page. Like Brooks said, it'll be launched later. Brooks, thanks again for being on here. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate the gift of Tecate. Uh, it was wonderful. Gracias. Yes. Put it on, as they say. The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com 